The Other Side of the News is a current and dynamic companion to augment the discussions from the other side of midnight. We investigate, explore, and extrapolate facts to gain better understanding of current affairs and events, and thus... To bring comfort and calm to our wide international audience. It's a spontaneous commentary... Based on well-verified references vetted through vigilance and discernment. Our desire, Our desire is to awaken your imagination with questions. Questions that have not been asked, yet need answering. The other side of the news is a place where you can come and be with us in community. Learning new things, asking questions, getting compelling answers, and interesting viewpoints. It's about curiosity. We present thought-provoking questions to incite your mind, propelling you to see the world in another way. Propelling you to see the world in another way clear insights and fresh perspectives on global events. Tune in for a balanced view of the other side of the news. Every week, we intuit, brainstorm, dream up, and select an appropriate title that not only conveys events occurring in the world at large, but also reflect those from our own life experiences. This week, we choose the title Mask Charade. Well, what does that mean? I honestly believe we have reached the point where many people no longer understand the meaning behind the language they use and the power and influence these words have upon us. They are like the reins, blinkers, bit, and whip in the hands of the horseman that trained us at school. To come directly to the point, there is growing evidence, despite increasing wholesale censorship of the truth, the new regulations that accompany the new normal are not based on fact, but on pretense, lies, fear-mongering, exploitation, and manipulation of the truth, amplified by the whore-like media and defined by our mostly inept psychophantic governments. Let's look at the definitions and meanings of some of these simple words. Mask. Well, this is a covering made of fiber or gauze fitting over the nose and mouth to protect against dust or air pollutants. It is also a covering for all or parts of the face, worn as a disguise, or to amuse or terrify other people. Charade. An absurd pretense intended to create an altered appearance and or a game in which players guess a word or phrase from pantomime clues. And then we have masquerade, a false show of pretense, to pretend to be someone who is not. Well, I believe our show title is indeed appropriate to head up the many subjects we will discuss this evening. So why are we told to wear masks? Well, there are not many good reasons, actually. When you look at the facts, professional virologists wear an airtight helmet fed with filtered air. So mandatory mask wearing is clearly not about protection. So the cons, well, it dehumanizes the wearer. You may wish to take a look at the show page. Thanks to Annette's research, there are many documents that highlight the lack of benefit from wearing a mask, but also the dangers from actually wearing a mask. So how can we turn this around? In places where it is absolutely necessary to wear a mask, like a supermarket, 
One idea may be to add a logo, a message, your tagline, or some graffiti. This will allow us to extend, regain our humanity, our personality, and importantly, communicate our true feelings. I believe the personification of this census mandatory mask wearing will allow us to bring some joy to much needed stress-filled environment, while on a deeper level plant a seed to help people liberate themselves from the psychological restraints of this global mafia, global mafia, which I like to call the minority. Even in the last decade or so, our society has gone through noticeable levels of devolution, retro-editing our history, fake news, mass hypnotism, digital big brother, and now blatant censorship. The minority no longer even bothers to hide their lies in plain sight. So where do we go from here? Time and quality of life are precious. I believe only, only have a certain amount of time before a possible tipping point. A milestone may be marked by the day when the sleeping masses agree to be mandatory vaccinated. V-Day, if you like. We are delighted to be joined by our guest this evening, live from Australia, a man who I believe exudes calm and wisdom, Max Egan, the man behind the Crow House and more. I originally learned of him by listening to his interviews on the Richie Allen Show. We will learn more about Max when he comes on a little later in the show. In the meantime, you may like to take a look at his website. You can find a link on his, to his website on our show page at the other side of midnight.com. Click on our show banner, scroll down to Max's bio or fast links. Max has created many fascinating and captivating films, videos and interviews shared on his website and various social media platforms. Although it seems he simply exudes too much wisdom for the very brittle parameters of Facebook, whereas he is currently banned. We'll learn more about this shortly. I was generally excited this week at the idea of booking a flight back to Turkey. However, after spending hours on the telephone, it seems flights are not opening up until much later in June or July. The only flight options I could find cost between two and $4,000 single. And uh, most of those are multi-leg journeys via New York, Amsterdam, or other major cities. This amounts to an 18 or 24 hour flight instead of a normal 11 hour flight. There is talk of being separated on the plane. How does this make any sense, Greta? Mandatory wearing of masks before entry and during each flight. Clearly, this world is not ready to open yet. And from what I have seen of the current status quo, this version of the world is not a version of reality I'm willing to accept. It is time for us to push much harder to wake up more people to unite in the, into a critical mass to reject censorship, lies, mandatory wearing of masks, unnecessary social distancing. It's time to stop accepting economic starvation, all for no apparent reason, other than because a few megalomaniacs, the minority, have scared and manipulated the authorities to set these inhumane, unnecessary parameters. There is, however, a rising tide of truth. Only yesterday, I had great pleasure to watch a broadcast on London Real where David Rashid, excuse me, Dr. Rashid Batar was joined by 160 doctors on unprecedented live debate. The majority of these people showed their face, their name and their hand to question and undermine the reasons for this alleged pandemic. It is time to come together to create a bright future with a better degree of normalcy and an environment fit for humanity. Good evening. Welcome to the other side of the news.
Kintia, Andrew, are you there? Yes. Hello. Hello, everyone. Thank you hello. so much. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. That was wonderful. All guns ablazing, folks. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Timothy. Great intro. And I'm really excited to listen to Max later in the show. So here we are. And um, it's a time for us to step forward and exercise our uniqueness. And the, at, you'll notice at the top of our show items that we have an expression of what Timothy was talking about. Take a look. That is amazing. That is, <laughs> I just, guys, it's the first time I've seen it. I've seen the components coming together. Obviously, I've been involved in the in the, the creation of it with you guys, but this is the first time I've seen it come together. That is amazing. Yeah, the yeah. three of us did this. We had a lot of fun, and Annette added the sheep face. Can well, <laughs> you've got to have Kathea. a sheep face. Right. Exactly. Kathea, can you explain the listeners how on their devices, computers, etc., how to get to the Certainly. show page? Yeah. So you go to theothersideofmidnight.com, and tonight's banner is called Mask Charade, if this happens to be in the future when you're listening. Our guest is Max Egan. You click on that banner, Mask charade and it will bring you to our show page and you will find max's bio there as well as a plethora of items contributed from the three of us we always manage to put more in than we'll be able to discuss but we feel that it's our way of keeping you up to date well i think it's a, a tremendous way to visualize and also take a lot more lighthearted view of uh, what's going on, because this is truly a, a time when, as I say in, in my rather long intro, that if we do have to wear these ridiculous masks, then at least we have the opp opportunity to identify ourselves, to personalize them, to, to, to show our personality, to, to share our thinking, because, you know, it, it's just to walk around with these anonymous faces with eyes that sort of you can't really tell if they're, you know, crying or, or, or you know, totally over the moon with, with happiness it, 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 as you walk around a supermarket. It's just ridiculous. It, it's, you look at even like a robot faces, robot technology, I and mean, this is like a sort of a, an unusual subject to go into. But before the advent of all of this, you know, 5G, AI, and other sort of uh, theories that are going around the internet, if you look at the pure design development of robots and droids and sort of robots in movies, if you take them all the way back to, I don't know, Robbie the Robot, you bring it all the way forward sort of through Star Wars to some of the latest movies. But all of the robotics in both in movies and also in, in commercial uh, applications, they tend to be designed with some form of head, with some form of human features. And the reason for that is that if they don't have them, it tends to creep people out. Now, what are we doing now? We're walking around with these masks on, it's totally and utterly dehumanized. And I think it's time to put some color back on our face. And if we must wear these ridiculous masks, then it's time to enjoy, at least joy and revel in sharing our real thoughts as we're walking around supermarkets and so on. And Tim, can you explain, just for those people who might only be listening, who might be doing something else and not quite right now be you know, clicking onto the banner that we're talking about, can you explain what we did with this collage, just so people have an idea and they can look at it later? 
Well, it is a, uh, a modern-day adaptation of an Andy Warhol uh, piece of art with Marilyn Monroe. That's the, uh, the chassis of what we're looking at. And then, as you well know, Andrew, this is a rather nice uh, figure drawing you did. And I love the way you've sort of, you know, conveyed the light and the tension and the, the look in the eye and so on. And that creates the, the module, if you like, which we then split into three or four of us. And also we shared with, one with Max as well. And we suggested the idea of creating a, literally a logo or a piece of text or something which just sort of makes people think. So, for example, uh, if I pick out the three that I, I sort of uh, instigated, then it's the middle on the left, which is the, uh, the moth from the Silence of the Lambs, which I quite liked, that yeah. little connection there. Um, on the right, I chose the Illuminati symbol with a red line through it, like it's the end of it. And uh, the bottom right, I thought it was rather fun to implicate Microsoft with the mask because, well, they're pretty well connected with big pharma and everything else to do with this uh, pandemic. Over to you. Yeah, I want to right away uh, refer to my items, my very first items. So again, for those that can right now, uh, if you go to our show page, which is the other side of the news, click on it and go to Andrew's fast items and you that'll bring you to my stuff. And my first item is called, um, as society changes, what wearing a mask might reveal about you and your intelligence. And basically, it's an, an article from a Canadian publication, and the person spoken to or interviewed is a, is, a, is a woman named Molly Rubin. She's an assistant professor of psychology at the University of Maine. Um, now, she studies nonverbal communication, and what she's wondering out loud in this article is, by sort of blanking out our faces, in particular our, our mouths, are we going to have you know, trouble with our social interactions and communications and it's a it's a neat little article it's very short but she points out two things she says how are things going to be perceived not only from someone who is looking at someone who is wearing a mask or not wearing a mask but also by someone who is wearing a mask or not wearing a mask so we're talking about you know if you're if you're a person that's let's say not wearing a mask and someone's perceiving you as oh you're not following you know you the the, the prescribed uh, you know, instructions from your health officers, et cetera. Will you be shamed, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's a very interesting article. Um, there's another, uh, oh, he's a British psychiatrist named um, Raj Prasad. And I'm going to quote what he says. There is clear survival value in noticing from a frown that someone is getting angry with us long before they throw a spear or dump us as lovers. So we're really, folks, talking about something that's fundamentally changing us. And we've discussed over the course of, the, of these weeks how over this course of you know, approximately two months, we've, we've been basically being initiated into a whole new way of being. And I've mentioned in the past, I'm not sure if I've done it on this show, you guys, but I almost get the sense that we are being initiated into a religious cult. I, I did talk about this a couple weeks ago before, because this face covering is almost like the idea of a monastic silence. You know, the, this idea of, you know, in, in many spiritual practices of quieting down. And the main impetus for that is the approach to deity or looking more inwards and trying to, you know, find a deeper meaning within yourself. 
And I, I mentioned the word about approaching deity, and I'd like to touch on this like a little bit later on. But what do you guys think of that? This idea that we're now becoming, you know, novitiates or like we're being brought into this new way of being. Hmm. Well, certainly we are being brought into new being. And we each have the opportunity to interpret it in however we will, because there are many of us who are spiritually oriented, who are using this as a reset to go within, but it doesn't mean that we're subscribing to their cult, if you will. There's a there's another aspect that really comes up for me strongly as a parent, and that is is that children, especially infants, you know, they bond with their parents and they use facial exper- expressions to understand what's going on. And we already have a growing population of autistic children who are unable to interpret facial expressions. I mean, that's one of the signs that the, one of the tests they do is that they they will show them different facial expressions and see if they can determine the emotion. So what they're doing is making us into robots, even our little infants that are wanting to learn from us they're getting all their programming that in those early times so it's making us more robotic so i'm extremely concerned as a parent kinthia i i think you've absolutely hit the jackpot there uh the center of the target because if you look look at uh, what bruce lipton is is talking about is you know the first seven years of life children basically record everything around them while they're mostly in a theta state and they form the programs which their subconscious will run through the rest of their lives uh you know whether the conscious is is in control or thinks it's in control or not and until those subconscious programs are actually broken or improved or evolved then that's that forms the personality and for example you know, when did we start this lockdown? When did we start covering our faces? It was only a few months ago, but how much of a stretch would it be? Guys, it's one more month, you know, it's, one, it's a second wave, it's a third wave, it's a fifth wave. If we get to seven years, I'm not saying that, you know, it, it's for a specific race of, of a race, a specific um, population group, for example, starting this year, but, you know, how far do we have to stretch it before it does become a program? And this is exactly what you were saying um, I think it was last week or the week before, Andrew, about, you know, it, it is like a cult that is it is initiating a, a behavioral pattern. Well, and I, I want to add that it, it doesn't take seven years to take in the programming. And here's the other part of the programming. It is that we live in a harmful universe, that you have to be afraid of what's outside of you. Instead of living in a beneficent universe, we live in a harmful universe. And you have to be always on guard because something, the unknown, the unseen will get you. So, oh, it's so important that we teach our children that we live in a beneficent universe. Yeah. I it, So just to bring this home on a ground level, so I was headed off to... A fish store today in uh, an area of our city called Burnaby because my my son he's a big fish guy aficionado now and anyway so we're driving along and we go past a McDonald's that's all shut down 
And in the parking lot or near the parking lot of this McDonald's are like just a gaggle of teenagers all huddled together and sitting with one another. Just wonderful. And we drive up the street. We find the parking. We go to the fish store and the sign on the door says, you know, we're going to serve two or three customers. It's a very small store. It's a neighborhood store. And Darren, the one of the owners, he knows me and he's waving at me and he says, no, no, come on in. And, and uh, anyways, as we were before we sort of went in there was a couple of gentlemen standing on the street and and one of the guys starts dancing around saying i guess my social distancing should be like this and then yet people are going by him with with masks so there's this dichotomy happening where you've got the novitiates those that are entering the monastic order and then you've got those that are just going excuse me my own wife today was in a liquor store um, this afternoon. There's a good place, guys. Hey, you know, we can have that open and mm-hmm. marijuana dispensaries, but we can't have churches and synagogues and temples open. <laughs> Anyways, that's well, a, there's a... There's a lot of tax on alcohol, isn't there? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Anyway, so she's in the store and there's a lineup and everybody's on their dot, which, by the way, we're going to have to ask Max about. He's got a wonderful video, folks. Max has got a beautiful YouTube channel. And he did a, uh, a, a video essay on the um, reintroduction of school in the province of Quebec here in Canada. And it is stunning. It is awful. And we'll, we'll discuss that with him. My kids are actually going to be going back to school. It's the parents' choice. And a lot of kids aren't parent, parents are parents have chosen not to. But it, it, come June 1st, our kids are going back. And I'm very curious to see if what Max has, has picked up about Quebec is going to happen here in our town here in the North Van region. But anyways, when my wife was in line, there was an older gentleman. He goes, he was talking to his friend. He goes, you know, I'm 69 years old and I'm getting really tired of this totalitarianism. When is this going to be over? And, you know, the rest of the line, you know, there's varying degrees of mass coverings. And, you know, so there's this big schism happening, guys, and, and it's getting wider. And I am so glad to hear, Tim, that you talking about uh, London Real showing more and more doctors speaking up because apparently this is what we need. And people can't use their common sense these days. A lot of people, I'm not, I'm not saying everybody, but we've got to feel it in our hearts, what it means. And when our humanity is taken away, something is not right. Absolutely not. No. I mean, I, I like to share another little story, for example, in, in the complex I'm staying in at the moment in, in Florida. Uh, there was a new visitor and uh, because there are so few people living in the complex I'm in at the moment then you know there's a certain amount of curiosity about who this new person is and you know where they stand and what they think and you know I was very happy this evening to before the show to have a a, you know a reasonable conversation and uh, this is somebody who I will never reveal names but works in for a big pharma organization and uh, I said you don't look particularly worried about this uh, COVID business and she said what you mean the rona i said uh, yeah that one she said no it's, it's all bullshit <laughs> so i was <laughs> hit it off very well and we had a really nice conversation about half an hour and uh, that's somebody who apparently is uh, you know pretty intelligent and uh, somebody with a high iq and somebody who works in the industry and uh, you know i'm not going to reveal anymore but it was just a very positive uh, you know addition to the day i have to say well, you know, another quality I'm noticing, you two, is as we sort of slowly open up in various ways to various in various degrees in, in you know, different um, uh, states and countries and provinces, et cetera, across the planet regions, 
what I'm noticing is a real uptick in um, stories about just big red flags being waved around. It's like, oh, there could be a second and third spike and, oh, it's already starting to happen. And, oh, you know, you have to follow these rules. I'm just noticing this and, you know, as people are starting to sort of open up and move move around again, I'm noticing again this, this, this flooding of the system, of the communication systems, of the information systems about just reminding everybody that, hey – you got to adhere to this because this is this is the new normal and don't get too comfortable. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but it's a it's just that red flag waving again. And, and it's very annoying, to be honest with you. Yeah, I've been tapping into, uh, you know, different radio stations around the world. Obviously, I, I have um, I'm lucky enough to have sort of friends and colleagues around the world and, and uh, in the UK this week. I was smiling, but also horrified. I mean, some of the callers from some of the radio stations I was listening to, some of them were actually, you know, just saying, well, you know, I've really had enough. You know, it's clearly uh, the game is up. These guys can't le keep lying anymore. Yeah. I'm just going to go out and walk my dog, go to the beach. I'm going to get on my normal life, and it is what it is. And yet other people were coming on and, uh, you know, just really, really spelling out the 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 lessons, the rules, you know, phonetically, almost like, you know, they're still in school. Yeah. regurgitating what they've been uh, programmed with for the last sort of three, four years before. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's all a question of perception. Yeah. Some people will repeat and regurgitate. Other people are free thinking enough to just say, screw this. Uh, it's my life. And, you know, as long as I'm respectful to other people, I'm going to live life according to my own philosophy. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Kinthea, you want to chime in here? Well... <laughs> Oh my gosh, um, I, I'm going to pass right now because I was, I was in the chat window. <laughs> I confess. Okay, so what were you writing? <laughs> I was writing that we're going to have a surprise, the uh, taste of a future show, but ah. just just briefly, only briefly, because it's such a packed show tonight. So that's what I was writing to you guys. Okay, so okay. what took you this week? What is memorable for you? Did you go out? Did you experience anything? Oh, for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I am blessed that I have a deck that when I go out on surrounded by trees, even though I'm really close to a shopping mall, I have a little paradise with a creek nearby in the middle of town. It's very odd. <laughs> and I'm at the base of this El Cerrito, which is a small little hill. So when I'm close to the bay, so I'm close to where we have a dog walking park. And um, I love being outside, just even feeling the sunlight on me. And I about those who are in dense cities that don't have the opportunity to go out, that they're locking themselves in. I mean, I'm standing in Trader Joe's and I'm listening to these people saying, oh, she won't go out. She's staying in her house. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, how can they do it? No. They're going to get sick from no sunlight, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I appreciate nature. I appreciate animals. I, I love life. What about your, I think you had some work done this week, didn't you, uh, fixing something in your house? Well, you? as a matter of fact, I still have a stove in my living room and a stove in the kitchen. <laughs> 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 because of COVID-19, they rescheduled two times, and so... Annetta hooked up the stove in the kitchen, but I still have a stove in my living room. 
a decorative one. A range, I should but what say. A, but my, my point is, what about the people when they come in your house where they sort of you know, oh. hermetically sealed? Are they wearing a huge condom over their body or, or what were they doing? How was that? No, unfortunately, the poor souls are all wearing masks. I was only able to talk one of them into taking off a mask. And, you know, he didn't have other workers. But when they come in more than one at a time, they're afraid to take it off because they don't want to lose their job. Mm-hmm. So that's how that well, is. Well, how about this? This is uh, international radio for you. I had a haircut yesterday evening, and I was delighted. But I, it's not because it's uh, international news. But it was such a pleasure to interact with somebody who was not afraid to cut my hair, who was not afraid to talk and laugh. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just something very normal. And I think that, um, you know, to walk around with sort of uh, that level of humanity again, it just reminds you that, hey, it was not so long ago that we're just, you know, totally getting on with our normal life. And here we are, uh, you know, just, just reduced to this, this sort of ghostly existence, most of us. And, uh you know, we, we, this is absolutely a time to turn things around. I said this in my introduction. I know it's a little bit brittle. I'm not the best public speaking uh, persons, but, you know, I need to keep to my notes. Otherwise, I'm just going to get ahead of myself. But in that, yeah. I really want to make the point that we need to come together and push hard to make things happen. And over to okay. you, Kim. Okay. We're on to a break now. You're listening to The Other Side of the News. Our guest tonight is Max Egan. I'm so excited to introduce him on the other side of the break. And to find the show page, you go to theothersideofmidnight.com. Click on tonight's banner, Mask Charade. other side of midnight.com talk radio with pictures on demand liberate your hyperdimensional time scale and non-linearly access over 400 hours of conversation at the cutting edge of science and thought join club 19.5 to get access to exclusive content that fits your interests and time schedule filter episodes by guest or subject. Membership costs $9.95 a month, $0.33 a day. Talk radio, with pictures on demand. The other side of midnight.com.
Welcome back to the other side of the news. You are listening to us via theothersideofmidnight.com, where you can click on the banner, Max, uh, <laughs> Masks Charade. And our guest tonight is Max Egan. And the co-hosts are Andrew Curry, Timothy Saunders, and myself, Kinthea. And Max, I am so delighted to bring you on. I'm going to share with the world a little bit about you. Max currently lives in New South Wales, Australia. At his core, he is an artist, both musical and visual, adept in Photoshop, Bryce, and a few other 3D programs. Though he's traveled the world as a musician, interacting with all variations of humanity, his nature remains solitary and reflective. His worldly travels opened his awareness to a broad spectrum of perspectives, which enable him to delve deep in with insightful vision into topics and ideas too often overlooked. As a devoted father, he took with his son, the internet game Enemy Territory. This led to him and his son joining a clan, which is comprised of players from all around the world, many who have become some of his dearest friends, be they 14 or 50. Ultimately, his broad experience of humanity makes him uniquely capable of fresh insights with far-reaching implications. Welcome, Max, to the other side of the news. Welcome, welcome. You may be me. Okay. Are you there? Keith? Matt? When did we last uh, hear from, from Max? Was he there? Did we lose him? You need to... Oh, he's typing. You need to unmute. <laughs> anyway, while he's... We're figuring out how we're going to get the sound working for him. I want to mention in his items, number three, uh, he has a stunning image there that I'm sure he would like to share a little more about. It's very odd. Maybe he's telepathically communicating. Yeah. Well, Kinthea, why don't you take us through the, okay. the image in any case? Can because uh, hey, Can you hear me now? Oh, welcome. Yes. I don't <laughs> know what then. happened then. Ghost in the machine. I had to run around and unplug my microphone and plug it back in again. It was very, very okay. strange. Well, you figured it wow. out. You figured it out. Well, I'm here. But thank you for that beautiful introduction. That was very, very, very kind, very humbling introduction. Well, I, I appreciate it. Uh, what I've seen of your work, and I'm sure it supports it. And I'm excited for you to share with us what you dropped in the Skype window, which I was able to add to your <coughs> links number three, because it just fits in with what we were speaking of about the different masks and what they mean. and Well, yeah, I mean, this is a thing you can do. I mean, print that up onto a T-shirt and just wear that when you go out shopping. And it says that during slavery, slaves were forced to wear masks as a way to symbolically mark them as not having a voice and also to be owned while under control by another entity. And it's got some pictures on there <clears throat> which show some historical masks that slaves used to wear and also people in face masks. 
I mean, and you can write things on your face mask such as this is a mind control device or this mask is damaging my health but they're forcing me to wear it. Things like that, I think, are better than even putting comical statements on there. Just put blatantly on there what's going on. I mean, if I go to a shop and they tell me that I need to wear a mask to go in there, I explain to them that wearing a mask is bad for your health, um, that you're exhaling viruses and bacteria all day just by the natural course of breathing and speaking and licking your lips. Viruses and bacteria is coming out of your mouth all day. Normally, this is dispelled into the atmosphere, but by wearing a mask, you're trapping it all into your mask and you are breathing through it all day, thereby massively increasing the viral load on your body. 90 to 95% of doctors say you should not wear a mask. So if you're claiming that I need to wear a device which is going to damage my health in order to enter your store under the claim that it's um, to protect my health, I am requiring you to provide proof of that claim, please. And if it's legislated that I must wear this health-damaging device, I require the politician to provide me with proof of claim. Otherwise, I'd like you to provide me with the name of that individual so I can take the necessary steps to have that person charged with abuse of the office that they hold and removed immediately as a damage, as a danger to public health. And that's what I, I say to the it. person at the door of the store, straight up. That's my first statement to them if they tell me I have to wear a mask, you know, and they usually sort of freak out and go get the manager. So, you know, I just refuse to wear them. You know, I <laughs> and say, do if, they you, let if you're you going to make me damage my health to stop it, you stop it, you're storming. What, what is wrong with you people? Why, why are you doing this? I mean, doctors only wear these masks while they're operating so they don't spit in the wound. They'll bury themselves elbow deep in the entrails of the person that they're operating on. They don't get any diseases from it because they're not transferable this way. You know, you shouldn't be believing what your government's telling you. You should be listening to what doctors are saying, and they're telling you not to wear these things. And besides, you know, if I were to offer you medical advice, I could be charged with, you know, offering medical advice when I'm not a doctor. So how is a politician able to offer you the medical advice or to even legislate that you must wear this mask under the claim of any medical pretext when they're not a doctor? Isn't that a breach of their own legislation? You know, this is the sort of stuff, the, the sort of um, arguments I have with people. And I get quite, you know, um, you know, strong about it, I think. You know, there's such a thing as, as wholesome, righteous anger. And we've, we've been taught to be too calm and collected in our approach and not rock the boat. And I think in, in, in lieu of what we're facing, we, we should rock the boat and we should express the, the wholesome, righteous anger that we all are experiencing inside from these ridiculous rules that have been put in place. Amen. I totally, totally agree. Absolutely agree. I mean, I, I, I brought out the, the color and the, uh, the, the more positive, fanciful side of this because I thought it was interesting, sort of to, to rehumanize people. But I mean, actually, you know, I, I, deep down, when I'm walking around, you know, a, a supermarket, which is the only occasion in my life I think I've worn three times in the last in, ever. Uh, it's, it's basically because if I want to buy food and beer, for example, I need to wear the mask. But I tell you, Maxine, one of the first things I do, I make a point of going to the cheese counter. I'm going to bore our listeners with it. And I'll stand there and I'll ask to taste cheese because they can't stop me and I have to take my mask off to do it. Nobody <laughs> uh, behind the counter complains because it's totally normal. It's all part of, you know, serving cheese. But on the other hand, the people that walk past me, they walk around me with like sort of a, you know, a, a, two, a 10 foot detour. It's like, uh, it's unbelievable. So that's why I sort of thought, let's make a more fanciful sort of graffiti logo idea. But I'm totally and utterly with you. And I, I, I you know, respect your, the strength and the, 
research you've done in, into saying that. I mean, absolutely, that let's roll it out. If we don't do it well, now, yeah. you know, yeah, we, when are we going to do it? Yeah, well, the comedy stuff is good as well. I mean, comedy wakes people up. There's been a lot of that. There's a lot of memes coming out. But, you know, I, I think you know, I've got little stickers I'm going to get made up as well. Um, there's there's a, a great little thing I saw um, someone sent me of uh, elevators, I think, like because they, they, they want you to stand all apart in elevators and all sorts of stuff now. It's just ridiculous, you know, where it's going. And that, that's what all this has been about, you know. This whole thing has been in play for a really long time. And it's about social distancing and it's about vaccines. You know, the whole um, cover of this pandemic and COVID and all of this sort of stuff, it's it's about the vaccines and social distancing. That, that's been the plan all along. But um, they've put out these, uh, these, these you know, distancing and elevators and all this stuff. So I'm getting these stickers made up. When you see that you go to the supermarkets and you, you walk into the shopping centre and they've got the marks on the floor, please stay this, this far apart. And they've got a couple of, you know, footprints there. You seen them when you walk into the supermarket stuffs oh, now? Everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, these stickers make up that just say, please wait here until you realize your government is brainwashing you and just put it there on the sticker. <laughs> so that when they first look down at it, that's the first thing they say. Get about 100 of these made up, and when no one's looking, just reach down on the floor and just, just stick that on the sign there next to those little feet. That sort of stuff really starts to reach people. Because they just someone will look down and they'll think about it, and it'll just be implanted in their brain. Then, you know, and where that let, get that? What I said about the slave slave T-shirts, or you know, I'm wearing this mask, and I, I need to wear this mask until you realise your government is brainwashing you. Put that on a mask, and put that on a T-shirt when you go shopping. You know, stuff like that, and just wear it. I'm not saying anything. Hey, it's just a statement. Hey, it's just a T-shirt I bought. Do you like it? It's a nice colour. You know, so you know. These sorts of things really do help, I think, because this is a massive operation. And what people have to understand is that this has been, you know, a really, really long time in the making. This has always been the ultimate plan. You know, if, if you realise that what they want is a, is a police state, a complete, you know, open prison planet is what they want, the whole, whole world under lock and key, everyone doing what they're told. You see the steps they've taken to it. You see how everything has led to this point, and it seems perfectly obvious now in, in hindsight that a, a, a pandemic is how they would do it. And they don't even need a pandemic. I mean, there isn't a real pandemic. This is simply the seasonal flu. You know, they're not getting the numbers. They've got to jack all the figures up. But now there'll, there'll be a second wave. And the second wave is going to be everything. I mean, some of the stuff they're coming out now, is, it's absolutely ridiculous. They're saying things like, um, I saw an article like um, inflamed brains, toe rashes and strokes right? Why COVID-19's weirdest symptoms are only emerging now. Of course, they're only emerging now because they're thinking up things that they can use to blame on COVID-19. You know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, saw, I saw another one that said vomiting and diarrhea could be the symptoms of coronavirus, warns health leaders. You know, who, who are these health leaders? And what, so vomiting and diarrhea couldn't be that you ate something wrong and you're just vomiting or you've got diarrhea as happens. Oh no, it's COVID-19. See, so everything is is COVID nineteen now. No one's dying of anything else anymore. You know, and bring in anybody who's got a temperature or anything may be COVID. You can't let them in the store. You know, and social distancing, which is what they do in prisons. They want everybody one point five to two meters apart, standing on dots, standing on lines, because that's how the surveillance system works. So you know that that's where we're heading into. But have you been to the the World Economic Forum and looked at that website? What they've got on that website. I, I have not. No, I haven't. Okay. Maybe I should do. The, the, 
the World Economic Forum is a, is a website put together by major billionaire think tanks. And on that website is the response plan for COVID-19. You've actually got to sign up to the website, put in your email address and all that sort of stuff to get a pass to get in and see it. But once you get in there, you find a response plan that goes like 32 layers deep. It's got like six or seven major responses. You know, how coronavirus will affect the economy, how it will affect travel, how it will affect this, how it will affect that, uh, vaccines. And then it's got spider branches going out to other topics. You go down there, it's another layer and another layer and another layer and another layer. It goes 32 layers deep. They plan for every single contingency of how they're going to respond to COVID. And this is, is a plan that is not something that they whipped up since February. This is something that would have taken years and years to put together with the amount of detail that they've got there. And if you listen to the introductory videos for each page when you go through, you'll hear them say that they are going to use actors from all walks. They're going to use political actors, actors from the medical field, actors from the media, and they're going to put this whole plan together and that it's been 50 years in the making. You can hear them say it on their own website. You know, and, and this this is this is the big thing. This is why it's not going to go away unless we push back now. And people have to understand that there is there is no pandemic, there is no virus. This is simply the the normal seasonal flu. People get sick when it when they change seasons. They just cooked up this whole thing. They probably will um, create some sort of a, a second wave, which I would suspect would come around about September or October. Because you know, there's a lot of talk they want to keep the lockdown in place till September, and people are pushing back saying, "No, no, we've got to, we've got to, you know, we've got to release it sooner." So they'll they'll get pushed into releasing it, relaxing a little bit sooner. But then it will come back in a wave in September. Then they'll be able to blame us and blame all the people that want to push for the stop of the lockdown and realise that yes, we have to keep the lockdown in place and all this sort of rubbish that they'll push. You know, so this is how they're going to play it. But you know, this is this is the plan, and it's been so long in the making. And if people don't wake up to how they're being played and start um, pushing back against this, uh, they're going to lead us into a completely uh, – it's going to be game, set, and match. Once you get lost into this, this um, cashless digital world, then um, social crediting comes in, the whole lot comes in. They're able to stop you and check your temperature. I mean, and when you get a fever, it's simply your body healing itself anyway. So, you know, what, what all of this is is an attack against our immune system and a complete enslaving of everybody. Create a welfare state, you know, remove all of the, the middle class, just do that in one fell swoop. I mean, how many people are out of work? You know, how much of the supply chain's broken down? And when you look at what they're talking about because of the food shortages, look at some of the plans Bill Gates has got and some of the things he's been looking into to, you know, under the, the pretext of helping the starving Africans and all of this sort of stuff. Um, they're saying that there's a way of processing human feces to turn it into drinkable water. So this is what they want to feed. Oh, it's a way of saving people where there's water shortage so we can feed them their own feces as water. And there's also been um, um, work that's been going on on how to make steak from human excrement as well. So they want to basically get us to a point where we're just completely disconnected from everything. We're all acting like robots and they're feeding us on our own feces and making us drink our own feces because they want to kill us all, but they want to have fun while they're doing it. You know, the world something... is run by parasites and that's what people need to take into account. They really do. Max, they need to realize the level of evil that these people hold. Max, I heard something. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to go through and I totally hear what you're saying, but I'm also trying to just 
come back to some of the points you're making. For example, to go back to the World Econom Economic Forum, I haven't read through this at all yet, but I just opened it up and, and had a look, and, and uh, that is chilling. That is absolutely chilling because it suddenly crystallizes the whole point of, you know, how many other these uh, forums and meetings like sort of um, Event 201 uh, and so on mm. and so on. It was not like the beginning. It was just more like a sort of a refining meme, a refinement meeting. And uh, wow. Exactly. So this, this brings... Event 201 was kind of how they were going to simulate this, the, you know, it was, they ran the, the, you know, okay, it's like the, you know, you go out there and you, you do the, the, you know, the, the pep talk before you go out and do your sales pitch for the day. That's kind of what Event 201 was. Okay, here's, here's how we're going to do it. And then they did it. So, yeah, it's all, it's all based on the same mm -hmm. thing. And, and going back to the, I mean, again, I mean, this, this is why I love you on, on the, the show because, you know, in, in the last, what, you know, 22 minutes or something we've gone through so many points <laughs> it's taken us it's like you've turbocharged our show um but the uh I, I was reading recently that the water water company in california were found a way a really smart way to sort of optimize the the water production by basically pumping i think it was something like 20 percent plus of uh, human waste and sewage back into the freshwater system because it was kind of uh, people wouldn't notice, and uh, you know when it's diluted to that level, it was kind of acceptable within the uh, the defined limits at that time. But the, ultimately, mm -hmm. people are drinking twenty percent of human waste mm -hmm. in their drinking water. Yeah, they, so they, it, they want you. That's what they're doing, and 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 they talk about that's what they're doing. And and like like I say, when you look at the World Economic Forum, if you sign up, actually sign up and, and go and look at the the COVID um, response part. And there's a little introductory video when you when you go into that section. There's usually a, in most pages there's like a two or three minute, five minute, little introductory video that they tell you what's going on on that page. And when you listen to that, it really is chilling. And when you get into the COVID um, page and you listen to what they're saying, you go through it and and listen to what's actually being said when they say we're going to get actors from the the political arena and the media and they're all going to participate in this this thing that they're going to do, and they say in that video that this has been a plan that began it's been in the making for fifty years, fifty years. This is way before the internet came about. You see what I'm saying? So when you really see the the scope of this, and you and you see that the the, the depth of their response plan like honestly when you look at you go to that page it's like a circle and there's like six or seven points and then it goes out it spiders out there's like 30 or 30 or 40 points around the outside of the circle and it goes out like little octopus arms you can click on any of the central points and you can see how it connects to all the outside points and any one of those outside points you click on has got another layer another circle with all these other spider arms that go off to other points and it does that for 32 layers it's incredible. This is no no response plan that's been put in place since this so-called pandemic came out at Christmas time. You know what I mean? Wow. This is something that has been absolutely years in the making, and they have planned for every single contingency. You know, and the only way out of this is is consciousness. The only way out of this is to realize this is a spiritual battle. You know, um, it, it's like one of the greatest books anybody could ever read. I think is is a book by Luck and Rose called. Um, the greatest superstition, uh, which is about the, the belief in authority. That's what makes all this whole thing possible. So, you know, this is, we're at the turning point now where we, we have to claim our humanity and step into our consciousness and step into who we are, or we're going to lose it all together and be led into this machine via these vaccines and this 5G grid and everything that they're putting in place. Max, 
I would really love it if you could send a, a link so I could make that your third item or fourth item, your fourth item where you, you were just describing about you click into here and click into there so that our audience could follow you and well, it's, it's the you. world, it's the world economic forum. Um, okay. just, just look up world economic forum. Okay. You actually have to sign up. You've got to, you've got to put in your email, you know, like you can't oh. just go and look at this. You've got to, oh. well, you can get to the forum, but when you see the COVID response plan, you've actually got to, um, give in your email and give them, you know, they want to know who you are before they'll let you in. You've got to create an account there. Mm -hmm. So okay. it isn't kind of directly open to the public, but anyone can sign up and do it. If you're willing to, you know, to give them your details, oh. you can sign up and do I mean, I did it because I wanted to have a look, but right. um, it, it's uh, it's mind-boggling when you go in there. And uh, if you really want to know what they're going, there's actually a lady on YouTube called um, Celeste Solom who did a reasonably good report on what's going on. You could look at one of her videos on that. And there's another guy who's done uh, an expose on it as well, on YouTube as well. If you just search in YouTube, um, World Economic Forum, you might find some people that have gone and had a look, or you can go and sign up for yourself. But yeah, you Thank can't you. you can't just put a link there for people for, for people to go and listen to. They'd have to. It depends on whether they want to sign up. So yeah. okay, well, I can have a link to the World Economic Forum. Mm. Hey, Max. Yeah, Max, it's Andrew here, um, third of the co-host. Um, I've got a couple of questions for you. So in Australia, how are the Australians like overall reacting to this whole thing? And let me just preface it with this. We're seeing, of course, not on our mainstream media, not on our local radio stations or, or, or TV stations, but there are protests, growing protests happening literally everywhere across the planet. Is that happening in Australia at all? Like how are people responding there? And also, you guys are in fall right now, so you'd be moving into winter. Now, I realize you're a much warmer climate than a lot of us in the Northern Hemisphere, but are you guys kind of the test case for what might happen going forward? Oh, look, in many ways, yeah, but, you know, they'll run different tests in different countries. They're all test cases, you know. I mean, you see some of the uh, terribly oppressive stuff that's happening in places like Ecuador or, or um, not Ecuador, oh, but yeah. um, uh, El Salvador, places yeah. like this. Nicaragua, uh, horrendous. Uh, even in Peru, uh, horrendous, uh, which was a, a very free country. But I mean, what we're seeing here, yeah, def definitely we're a test case in many ways. Um, I would say that they're going to push for mandatory vaccinations. See, we're very isolated here. Right. You know, even if, if, if they brought in mandatory vaccinations and, um, you know, stopped travel in the United States, well, I mean, you guys could, you know, theoretically, you could walk into Canada and you could, you could jump on a rowboat and get across to the other continent and get to Europe. I mean, theoretically, you guys with a, a small bit of boat travel and a lot of work walking, you can get anywhere from the United States. But here in Australia, we're, we're kind of isolated. So um, I would I would totally um, suggest that they're going to bring in mandatory vaccinations for travel and all this sort of stuff. You'll need uh, proof of vaccination for travel. I'm expecting that they want to bring that in for even driver's licenses and things like this. Um, you'll need to have proof that you are not infectious, you know. And, you know, and like I said, they're bringing everything, every symptom you can think of, rashes between your toes is COVID-19. Yeah. So, I mean, how are you not infectious, you know? And and what are they, if they if they are going to come and test you for COVID, I mean, apparently these tests, they're sticking a, 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 a cotton bud like way up your nose and it's quite painful apparently. I mean, what are they implanting? What are they doing to you? What, what's these tests all about? I'd suggest it's more about 
the human genome project than anything, very likely harvesting DNA, and you know, are the tests infected? And what we've seen from reports, I mean, coming back from like, um, what was it, um, Mozambique or Tanzania? It was Tanzania. When they tested the pawpaw and it came back positive, they tested yeah. the sheep and it came back positive. So, you know, how, how can we trust any of these tests? And even the, the guy who, who created the test said you cannot use these tests to test for infection. Right. All they're looking for is genetic material, which could be any type of coronavirus. And coronaviruses are the common cold. So, you know, we all have coronaviruses in, in our in our bodies. So, you know, they can go and just test anybody positive they want. It's a great way to remove dissidents, a uh, great way to, with the social uh, crediting and all the, the social tracking that they want. They want contact tracing. This is certainly, you know, if you're, a, you're someone who's speaking out, they can find out who you are. They can test you for coronavirus. They can take you. They can take your children. There's even um, new legislation that's coming in that um, if, if – uh, all this talk that, that if they go to a home and people in the home test positive, but the children don't, then they may have to take the children and put them in quarantine, you yeah. know, to keep them safe, of course. So they really want to separate uh, parents from their children. The, 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 what they're bringing in Quebec in the schools, I mean, if yeah. you saw that um, intro on that, that uh, report that I recently did, that was a literal report that went out to, to parents in Quebec about what, what's going to happen when their kids come back to school. I mean, if you go and send your kids to a school that is doing that, this is this is child abuse. This is the complete destruction of a child's soul. This is this is psychological abuse of children. And any parent who sends their, their, their child to a school knowing that's what they're going to do at the school is also guilty of child abuse. I mean, this is, this is disgraceful that anyone even be thinking of doing that to the minds of children. You know, so, I mean... And, and within five years of doing that, you will have stolen that child's soul. And they will come out as little spies for the system. They'll come out and they'll be ratting on their parents because they're not social distancing. You know, because this is what it's all about. It's about the, the social distancing and it's about the vaccines. So what is in the vaccines? And when you start looking into things such as hydrogel, which is an interesting uh, concept. Oh, this is I've an interesting hearing product. about it. DARPA. Is, yeah. DARPA, yeah, hydrogel. Hydrogel is, is, is like a nanotech synthetic nanotech, it, 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 but it bonds with your cells. It can go into your body. Your body doesn't reject it as a foreign body. It'll bond with your cells, bond with your bone, bond with your liver, bond with whatever, and it will send and receive a signal. It's like an interface. It's like a little modem that they can put in there that will grow with your capillaries. You know, How much of us will they be able to replace with this hydrogel? If it grows, how much of our body will it replace? And then that interfaces us in with the machine. When you have hydrogel in your body, you won't need, you won't be able to opt out by not having a mobile phone. If you want to get an Uber, you'll just be able to walk outside and say Uber. And the 5G surrounding carrier wave will pick it up and you'll have an Uber show up at your door because you'll always be connected whether you want to be or not. That's what they're heading for. Ooh. Yeah. That's heavy. <laughs> Uh, that, is, that is heavy. It's heavy, but, it, but people too, need to so know it. People need to know what we're facing. They yeah, need to see why it's so important to stand up. You know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'd like to add some lots of things to this after the break, but uh, we're coming up on a break. I see we have sixty seconds. So, everybody, we're listening to the other side of the news. Tonight's guest is Max Egan. I'm delighted that he's on board. Uh, Kinthia and Andrew Curry, and myself, Timothy Saunders, and we're going to continue after the break. music, Keith.
theothersideofmidnight.com. Tune in to listen to Richard C. Hoagland and his fascinating guests. Join Club 19.5 to get access to exclusive member benefits. As a Club 19.5 member, you'll gain access to the rest of this show and all previous 350 episodes. Membership costs $9.95 a month, 33 cents a day. Support the broadcast that provides you with the most interesting conversation available. Talk radio at the cutting edge of science and thought. The other side of midnight.com. back to the other side of the news. My name is Andrew Curry, and I'm co-hosting with Kinthea and Timothy Saunders. Our show tonight is called Mask Charade, and our wonderful guest is Egan, or Max Egan. And we were just discussing some pretty heavy topics here around this whole, um, what I call the ongoing event. I sometimes or mostly refuse to call it by what our mainstream wants us to. I think that's part of the entrainment. And I, Max was talking about the schools in Quebec opening up in these very, very strange videos. And I happened to see it. And we mentioned it just before, well, off the top of the show after Timothy's wonderful um, introduction. And it is very disturbing, folks. I, again, I recommend go to Max's YouTube channel. We'll have a link here on the show page and watch it. It's stunning. And um, I know I had mentioned earlier that they're talking about here in our local North Van district of reopening the elementary schools for a very limited amount of schooling for the kids. And I, we are, my wife and I have agreed to try this out. Now we have the option to pull out of it if we wish. We haven't received a video explaining uh, what the procedure or the protocols are gonna be. So we're sort of eagerly anticipating that, but I'm in agreement. If this is the way I think it might be, we might just refuse the same thing. Um, we'd like to talk about that, Max. And the other thing I'd like to bring up is what you were talking about, a literally changing human DNA. Now, Max has a very excellent, Max has his own show, and he has an excellent interview with Dr. Andrew Kaufman. And I'd like um, Max, you know, we'll talk about the school as well, but I'd like him to talk about what he was speaking with um, with uh, uh, Dr. Kaufman about in terms of what they termed genetically modifying humanity. Max, do you care to comment on either of those ones about the schools and, and especially about the the second one with Kaufman? Yeah, well, um, as I was saying with the schools, I mean, th this is um, this is the sort of stuff, as I was saying earlier, they do in prison, keeping people on these dots and walking between these lines. So they're training children to be prisons. They're training them to accept um, being under mass surveillance, 
uh, except no human contact. Um, when you really look at that commercial, you know, the, what, or the, the message that they sent out, the principal sent out to the, the people in Quebec about you know, returning to school, what it's going to be like. I mean, you know, there's no human contact there, and, and people need human contact. I mean, this is all damaging our immune systems, and it's totally programming these these children, and re removing them of every aspect of their childhood. It's programming them to be prisoners, or as soon as they're old enough to be aware of anything. It's the first lesson at school is that you, you know, you must be apart from everything that makes you human, and it's disgraceful. So, you know, people really need to look into that. Getting onto the whole genetic modification thing, I mean, this is extremely important. You know, when you look at people like um, Andrew Kaufman, who is a mainstream doctor, he's a, he's a medical doctor, he's very well respected. Um, other doctors as well that are, um, you know, and they all might have slightly different opinions. I'm hearing all sorts of stuff, you know, like, oh, you can't trust Dr. Buttar, he's controlled opposition, or, you know, every, you, you can't have a slightly different opinion on anything, you know, you're controlled opposition these days, that's the way it works. You know, but everybody's got a piece of the puzzle. Everyone's got a different perspective depending on what they've looked at. You know, there's some doctors who believe in viruses. There's some doctors who don't. So, you know, put all of that aside and look at the, the core of what they're all saying, and they're all saying the same thing, is that this this um, this this hoax, this, this pandemic is a hoax. There is no pandemic. And that the, the real danger here is the vaccinations and that the vaccinations are literally designed to alter your DNA permanently. Um, and when you look at some of the stuff that Bill Gates has done, you look at the whole uh, fundbacks backs thing that happened back, I think, in 2009 or 2010, where it's talking about making a vaccine to um, basically remove spirituality, to try to wipe oh, out yeah. Islamic extremism it was about. Now, people say, oh, this is all debunked. That wasn't him and it was a, that was a hope. No, no, it, it was real. Yeah, this is what they're working on, modifying human behavior. That's what a lot of the – why he goes to Africa to do all his vaccine stuff on the, yeah. the pretense of, um, you know, saving the children. You know, and one, on one hand, he's saying the world's overpopulated. On the other hand, he's saying he wants to go and save the children. Now, they go and run all these tests in Africa and Zimbabwe, and they experiment on people to see what they can achieve with these vaccines, you know. And when you look at what Bill Gates is doing, um, the whole concept of population control, now, a lot of people look at this and they'll think, yeah, well, you know, we need population control because the world's overpopulated. Well, for some of the world, it isn't overpopulated. It's just badly managed and deliberately badly managed. And everyone's crammed into cities and kept under a state of artificial scarcity. So they think the world is overpopulated, but it isn't. But when they think of population control, that's what they think of. They think of reproductive control. That's not what it's about. You know, Bill Gates will say to you, do you agree that we need population control? And people will generally say yes. But it's not about reproductive control. It's about control of the population of every single thing they do, everything they say, everything they think, everywhere they go, everything they send, spend their scent on. It's about covering every single inch of the earth with surveillance so that there's nothing that you do, say, or think which is not monitored so that if they know if you're thinking anything bad about them, they can simply lock you out of the system. That's what it's about. That's why they want it all digital, why they want it all cashless. Because when it's cashless, it doesn't matter how much money you've got. It doesn't matter whether you're using gold, whether you're using silver, whether you're using cryptocurrency, whether you're using fiat currency. It doesn't matter what you're using. If your person, as identified by your biometric signature, 
is outlawed in your purchasing power due to your political viewpoint, then it doesn't matter how much money you've got because money is fiction. Money's only there to provide scarcity, to provide a barrier between you and the abundance of this earth because you, you believe you can't go and pick that food from that field over there because there's this little barrier of money that you need to be able to have access to the abundance of the earth. So this is what it's all about, you know. So, and when you look at what they're doing with these vaccines and you look at what Andrew Kaufman was saying, you know, how they want to genetically modify us through these vaccines, you know, permanently, well, what's that really all about? When you start looking into things like Elon Musk and the neural net and, um, you know, how we need to merge with machine and all this sort of stuff, and then you start looking into what I was talking about before, which is hydrogel, which is this DARPA um, stuff they're, they're creating. You know, they tried to figure out how they could create something that we wouldn't reject, that would be better than a microchip. You know, you put a microchip in you, you could have it, you could rip it out. But if it's a, a substance that goes in there and bonds with your very uh, biology itself, and it, it it grows with your biology as well, then how do you how do you tear that out? And if that is an interface which you can send signals to and send signals from, or well, how much does it get into your nervous system? What thoughts can they put in there? What, what things can they do with this? But it's, it's a way of connecting you to the the, well, uh, the the internet, connecting you permanently. Everyone wants to be connected, talking about SCART plugs in the neck or whatever. Well, what if you, you don't do it through a SCART plug? What if you do it through this hydrogel, which is in the vaccines? And when you look at our monitors and our computer systems as well, have you heard of heard of LiFi? Any, anybody heard of LiFi? Yes. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, well, they can high, actually high use LED uh, lighting. Pulse. Yes. Yeah, use, they can use LED lighting. Yeah, exactly. You don't actually need a modem. You can simply have an LED lighting uh, system in your house, and that is your connection to the internet. Well, you know, when you look at the monitors we've got, which are all LED monitors that we're sitting there interfacing with right now, and you're an electrical being, you know, um, how often have you um, had a thought and then seen that thing on the internet. You know, it used to be where you'd say something, Too often. your phone would pick it up, your, your microphone would pick it up and you'd get an ad. A, a couple of months ago, I was thinking oh, I need to get some more turmeric. Turmeric's a pretty random thing. I didn't say it out loud, I just thought it. I need some more turmeric. Within two minutes, I had, a, I had a two emails in my mailbox, in my junk mail arrived trying to sell me turmeric from Amazon, and I don't even shop on Amazon. And that's a pretty random sort of a thing for Amazon to be trying to sell you turmeric, you know. Well, Max, Max, and, I can give you a, I can give you an example just the other day. So our neighbors needed help to unplug uh, their old washer and dryer, which is a stackable thing. And, and she's it's three women. It's 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 a it's a mother and her two daughters, and they're in their forties, et cetera. Then the mother's older; she's in her seventies. So I went in with my wife and my my older son, and we we removed everything and unplugged everything. And these people are they're Indian. They're, they're Pakistani. They're actually Ismalis. They're, they're Muslims. But anyways, the point is, later on when I was on the internet, I started to get I, – and I swear to you, I didn't have my phone on me. I was – nothing. I just was there helping them out. I come home. Later that night, I'm, I'm doing some browsing or some research, and up come websites for dating Indian women. I've never seen that before. It was ridiculous. I mean, it could have How been is it possible? How is it? I mean, are they re- reading our minds now? Yes, they are. How? That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's, it's, um, have you, heard of, you ever heard of scrying mirrors? Yes. Um, but... um, 
the black mirrors that you're looking yeah, to. Yeah. The, the, the new age, the new age witches will get them around. I, I did a talk recently at Mount Shasta last year, and um, I started explaining to them about scrying mirrors and sigils. And there were many people in the audience that said, oh, yeah, I've got, I've got a scrying mirror. You know, these, little, these kind of new age people who use scrying mirrors and they use these sigils and they think they're summoning these forces and, you know, oh, I'm a white witch and all this sort of stuff, you know, all this stuff that they think. And I said to them, well, you know, what if, what if these talk of sigils and scrying mirrors weren't put there as explanations of to how to perform, you know, witchcraft and rituals and all this stuff? What if they were left there as a warning? Because I said, not all sigils are, are good sigils. I mean, there are sigils that can be used to, to summon powerful energies and sigils that can be used for bad things. And there's a whole bunch of sigils that are used for summoning demons. And when I said that, they went, oh, yeah, but we, we don't recommend anybody anybody use these sigils. And I said, no, either do I. But the thing is, when you look at these sigils, and I brought some of them up on the screen and I showed them. I said, when you look at these sigils, the shape of these sigils, you know, a lot of them look like circuit diagrams. Look like circuit boards. When you look at an electrical circuit board, you look at it written out in circuit language, that's what they look like. Now, what is electricity? We don't know where this stuff comes from. Ask an electrician where electricity comes from. He can't tell you. Nobody knows where it comes from. He just put this stuff together, these magnetic forces together, and this energy is created. You know, and a lot of the ancient uh, cultures used to view electricity as a demon. They thought it was terrible stuff. Um, but it could be harnessed, could be, depends on the type of electricity you're using, I think. I think there's different types of electricity. But what happens when you funnel this electricity through these different shapes of sigils? What do you produce, you know? Now, when you look at the, the talk of scrying mirrors, a scrying mirror is a black mirror that you look into, which will tell you everything you need to know. You can ask it questions. It will tell you all about the future. It will tell you all about the past. It will answer all these questions for you, like a magic mirror. And and so I was explaining this to the people in Manchester, and I put the sigils up on the, on the screen, and I showed them the sigils, and I said, these all look like circuit diagrams. And when you funnel them through, when you funnel energy through these, and then you look at your scrying mirror, and then my next slide for them was a cell phone and a computer screen, and they all went, <gasps> and I went, exactly. You, know, you are all using scrying mirrors, which are harvesting your life force through the sigils that are in there. And you are creating the Lucifer system and you are putting your energy into it because what is Lucifer? People think Lucifer is the devil, this thing. No, Lucifer, two words, you break it down. Lucas means light, cipher means code. What is information? Information is light. You go into a dark room and it's, it's completely dark. You know nothing about the room. You bring a little bit of light in that room. It gives you information about the room. Light is information. The enlightened one is one with the information. Enlightenment is a destructive process. It's a breaking down of everything you thought was real. It's the exposing of the real world to you. There's nothing about sitting on a, on a hill glowing in robes with your third eye open. That is not enlightenment. You know, enlightenment is the breaking away of the veil so you can see into the darkness. So, you know, we are we are giving our energy to these scrying mirrors. Lucas means light, cipher means code, the code that bears the light, the scrying mirror you can look into to see all information about the future, about the past, and it will steal your soul from you and lead you to this very dark place if you give all your energy to it and forget your humanity along the so, way. Max, that's what you think these you know what I mean? Do you think these scrying mirrors are like a sort of a portal to to another another place, another time, another dimension, another state. What do you think? If of if, if reality is a fractal, if mm -hmm. 
if such a thing as the holographic universe exists, if the electrical universe exists, I mean, you're an electrical being, of course it exists. Um, if the fractal universe exists, which we know it does, look at Fibonacci's sequence, all the, the things that, that mm -hmm. if you break matter down to its component parts, it's mathematical. It all follows Fibonacci's sequence, and there's no, nothing random in, in what seems to be random to the naked eye. You break it down, it's all, it's all very, very well constructed. If, if you were giving your energy to the scrying mirror, all the thoughts of awareness that you have when you're searching for the answer and researching and researching, why do they call it research? Why not searching? Mm -hmm. Well, what, how do I do this? Well, go search for the answer. No, go, they say go do your research and do your research and then keep researching. And if you're every one of these flares of awareness that you have, if that is being harvested through this LED into the scrying mirror and a virtual reality was created inside that world and your consciousness was pulled into that, how, how would you know? When you how say would you know our you, consciousness you is pulled, pulled in, into the fractal? People are absolutely addicted. Absolutely, yeah, and, they can't leave their telephones alone. They can't keep their eyes off it. Every few thirty yeah. seconds, they they sort of look down and check who it is, and it's all mixed up with, uh, you know, pleasure, feelings of pleasure, and actually, what what is the name of the chemical in your brain when you it's actually is dopamine. It dopamine? Dopamine, excuse dopamine. me. Yes, yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. just dopamine addiction. Every time you, every time a little icon does something on your phone, it's dopamine release. And uh, it's an addiction. Most people check their phone like around about 300 times a day, even if there's nothing going on. That's, you know? that's But if, very... if this is true, if what I was saying, that hypothetical thing about being pulled into the fractal through the scrying mirror and your consciousness was being pulled in there, if you were being pulled in, how far down the fractal, how, how would you know you were pulled in? And if it's possible, how far have you already been pulled in and how far down the fractal are we already is the question. Exactly, you know, because in, in this understanding of reality, you find that the 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 globe Earth, the flat Earth, the hollow Earth, the holographic Earth, the electrical universe, the the fractal universe, they all coexist. It depends on where your awareness is and where it's pulled into, and what you allow to become your belief system. You know, because everything is possible. And the trade-off is a little hit, a little hit of high. Because every mm. every time you look in there, you get a buzz. You get a buzz, and you get an addiction. You go back, but in in what you're actually doing is, well, that moment of that momentary lapse of reason, you're actually giving away something into this this portal, this other place. Well, yeah. See, when you when you look at the concept of um, even getting into really esoteric fields, I mean, if you look at the concept of of um, the mind parasites that that make us do things that we know are wrong, but we do them anyway. You know, what the Native Americans would call the Watiko virus, um, what the Gnostics would, would call the Archons, what uh, the, the Arabs call the Jinn, you know, the, this force, this force, this this parasitic mind force that is sort of making us do this stuff. When you, you look at even, uh, I'm not a Castaneda fan, but in one of his books he talked about the predator mind, you know, the mind that, that exists behind our mind that, that basically controls our action and what it really harvests from us is our flares of awareness you know so that's why we keep searching for the answer not realizing that we already have the answer within us we keep looking for it externally and we go down these rabbit holes and every time we have one of those little aha moments that gets transferred into the machine that's what they take from you is that moment so the only way to, to free yourself of this predator mind really to be able to see things clearly is to be able to, is to walk the path of the warrior which is to be able to it's it's the art of being able to face infinity without flinching which means you, you must be able to face with serenity 
odds that are not included in your expectations or calculations. So when you're looking into this darkness and trying to find the answer, do not be surprised at what you find because you already knew it was there. That's why you began looking in the first place. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? If you can maintain that calmness at what you find, no matter how terrible it is, that's the way to free yourself of, of this mind parasite and to see see the truth and the reality and the true power that you have. You know, and that's what's been taken from us. It's this externalization of everything. And, and with what they're doing now, the wearing of masks and all the stuff they're doing to completely separate us from each other, you know, this, this is a, a loss of all humanity. This is the zombie apocalypse. You know that we've been waiting for. Uh, you know, if people don't uh, get a grasp, but but again, it's it's a huge opportunity because a lot of people are seeing this. A lot of people are waking up. All they need to do is to hear the right message. You know, and I've I've had these conversations with people, and the penny has just dropped straight away, and they've taken Seriously. their mask off, and they've gone, oh Seriously. my god, everything you're saying is so true, and then they go home and they share it with other people it's just being able to put it in in the simplest and most eloquent ways and the most empowering ways that you can and to inspire people with your actions not not to put them in fear but you 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 can't you can't be be um fuzzy about it you can't be fluffy about it you can't you can't skirt around the truth you've got to tell them the truth but tell them in a in a loving and 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 real way and many people understand it. many people get it so you know it's a huge opportunity for us max really max may i just uh ask your opinion about something i mean first of all I, I before we go there i just want to say one thing as i don't think that we can all walk around the planet and pretend we're we're victims we all have to take responsibility because you know some of us are the walking dead some of us are the walking zombies and, and many of us are waking up and, and you know spilling the coffee so i think that you know when we say it is something which happens to us like we are the victims i don't think that washes i think we need to stand up take responsibility and wake ourselves up you know we need to uh regain our full you know critical ability to do critical thinking um and and this is something which i'm going to jump to on a little bit of a tangent i know we have a break coming up in around eight minutes but uh there's the, the movie the documentary vaxxed which i'm sure you're very aware of and i i think i've heard of you talk about many times and and i certainly have uh I've been sharing it with a lot of people um, with sort of varying degrees of positive and negative reaction to it. But, um, you know, if you look at Vaxxed, it is talking about vaccines, obviously, talking about the harm that has been done uh, through the CDC lying about um, either the harmful effects. If you look at the whole autism uh, vaccination story from sort of high altitude, and realized that before the vaccination started, I think there was something in the region of one in 10,000 uh, people were um, being diagnosed with, with, with autism. And following, you know, decades of uh, vaccination against autism, we now are at a point where I heard some ridiculous figures like one in 30, one in 29, one in 31 people are now being diagnosed with some form of autism. So that hasn't really worked as a vaccination, but has it worked for what they, the minority, and we'll come to that later, is that really the plan? I mean, do they really want to dumb us all down? I mean, the other day I was watching uh, an old an old movie. It was um, uh, Rain Man, and it was a movie I, in my memories. I thought, wow, that was a you know, it was a cool film. It was Tom Hanks when I kind of liked him as an actor. 
Uh, we saw how Tom Hanks ran through all the different levels of culture, of American culture, and he sort of was there with the smiley face. He was, you know, buying shares in Apple. He was running the marathon, you know, shit happens, all the other things that sort of, it, it was almost the perfect lure to bring a whole nation to adore somebody who was in the state of autism. And I really wondered if that was something which was intentional. What do you think? Am I going oh, too absolutely. far? Or? Oh, no, absolutely. Tom Hanks is a full player. I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll get out there and do a movie if anything they want him to do to sell the line. I mean, uh, he, he claimed he had uh, coronavirus while he was here in Australia. Went into the hospital, did the whole thing, you know. Um, yeah, he's, he's a total player. I just so, yeah, realized it's, it's all Max, programming. I mean, it's all programming, you know. I just all of it. made a, a, I just made a massive mistake. In fact, I meant to say Forrest Gump, not Rain Man, but that's another movie as well that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, uh, Forrest but, Gump. Um, yeah, yeah, to to absolutely you know, adore the the ultra ordinary. Just just be a real nobody. Look, you can get to meet the president yeah. if you're a real nobody. Just go. do the right thing by the system, you know. So a total scam, total setup. But, you know, people have to understand me why, why they want to do this. They want to dumb us down and all that sort of stuff. Well, they've already done that. Look at the state of the world. They've already, they've already dumbed people down pretty pretty darn well. Um, what they want to do, I mean, they, they don't want us here. They want they want us all merged into one gender. Uh, none, none of the, Some of the stuff they're coming out now, they're saying uh, sperm may carry coronavirus, so yeah. you don't want to be having, having sex. And uh, the real problem seems to be, because more men are getting sick from COVID than women, so the real problem seems to be testicles. Uh, so we're going to have to give men estrogen because this may help cure them from coronavirus. And, of course, if you've got anything like a rash between your toes or you're nauseous or you're vomiting or you've got diarrhoea or anything, then it's coronavirus. So we have to give you estrogen for that. Hang, you know, hang so on one second. To... We, we, we've already covered that because by putting 20% of sewage into drinking water, <laughs> then surely that's also adding in estrogen from women who are taking oh. contraceptive pills. Oh. Everything else that that goes in down the toilet. I mean, think about what goes down toilet sometimes. I mean, you know, um, all sorts of drugs, and I mean, who knows what's in this stuff? I mean, you know, but but um, they want us. They want us all transgenderized. They want us all dumbed down. They want to limit the population to five hundred million. It's on the Georgia Guidestones. That's what they want to do. They want most people dead, and those who are alive. When you want to have children, they want you scared of having sex. Just donate your eggs and your sperm to us, and we'll grow your child for you in this exogenesis chamber. We'll, we'll vaccinate it with hydrogel before we give it to you, and it'll be fully connected up to the system. And that's what they want. That's Max. what they want. You know, they, they just they just want to kill people, but they want to have fun while they're doing it. And they want to feed us their own excrement while they're doing it, because that's what they like to do. Yeah. Max, Monsters. Max, a Andrew here. Just I know we're coming up to a faster break, but I want to try to set up something in the in the second half, amongst a million other things that we need to do. But um, you mentioned a couple things. You mentioned how by vaccinating us, they might be able to literally remove our spirituality, and you mentioned another thing about separating us. I've had this pet theory in mind. It's just based on more of a gut feeling that much like the um, the miracle of the sun, which was the miracle of Fatima where these Portuguese children in you know, 1917 allegedly saw the Virgin Mary and then you know thousands of people apparently saw the sun spinning, et cetera, moving in the sky, is part of what they're trying to do by keeping us apart is not letting us experience something. Let me give you a quick example. Um, uh, in, on May the 2nd, 
something is beginning to happen in West Nile, Uganda, in a small village called Monaro. Thousands of people are are descending on this little village because there's this woman there, this 42-year-old woman, and they're quite Catholic, and she believes that she's seen the Virgin Mary and and the figure of Christ. And now thousands of people are converging, like as far away as from, from um, Congo, and they're coming, and the police are having a hell of a time to try to keep people social distancing because they're not. And, you know, whether you believe this or not, it is, it is a message of hope that is coming to these people because Mary is being described as turning her head and putting her hands out in a welcoming gesture. And people are coming together and experiencing this. Is there a power when we're together that we're going to experience something greater and more loving? Oh, absolutely. There is an incredible power in, in the, the conjoining of human spirits in, in any any type of um, spiritual or, you know, any of these sort of situations. You know, just, just a, a union of prayer can be incredibly powerful. So, yeah, they don't want that. They just don't want people getting together. They want everybody separated because, you know, separate, you know, divide and conquer. That's what they want to do. And uh, this is a very, very important time. And there's a real reason that they want us apart, and that's that's the main reason why we should come together. Yeah. Okay, well, we are um, a few seconds, actually, away from our last break. Holy smokes, guys, we have one half hour left with our great guest, Max Egan, and you are on the other side of the news. My name is Andrew Curry with co-host Kinthea and Timothy Saunders, and we'll be back um, shortly.
Welcome back to the other side of the news. We are joined by Max Egan, our guest this evening. Uh, my name is Tim Saunders, and Andrew Curry and Kinthia are co-hosting. Now, Max, we have literally 28 minutes to go, and I can't believe this time has, has rocketed by so fast. I have so many questions, as I'm sure everyone else does. However, two questions that I really need to ask at the bottom of the hour here is, who are they, and what do they want to achieve? I mean, we've just talked about some of the ideas and the details and the concepts, but do you know who they are? Do you, Who do you think they are? Well, there's certainly uh, a lot of people that are involved in the putting together of, of the system that's coming. But ultimately, when you look at the what the ultimate culmination of this system will be, uh, even they will not uh, come through this unscathed. I mean, ultimately, it's getting to the point where because even, even when you look at how, how this whole pandemic's come about, it's, it's all based on computer models, all the stuff they do. Even when you look at the World Economic Forum and the response to COVID, it's all based on computer models. So you've got to wonder uh, how far of it uh, leads into AI because at the end, AI will be in charge of it all. And when AI is controlling it all, uh, then the bankers won't matter, the kings and queens won't matter. It'll all be AI. Even for them to be able to interface with anything, it'll all be AI controlling the whole thing. So that will be the ultimate uh, winner in the end. Matt, yeah, I, mean, I, yeah. I, I have to jump in here. Forgive me. But I, I see the deductions that you're stating that they want, but I don't really accept it being stated as a fact. In other oh, no, words... No. And, and I really want to make that clear to our audience. This is what they're longing for. This is what they desire. But it is not a fact. We have a power to change that. And I well, just think do. it's so important how we phrase things. Because you are very powerful. Your voice and your intensity and your genuineness is, communicates volumes. And I just would suggest that you mentioned this is their desire and not a fact. Yeah, well, I, I totally agree with that. And, and good point. I do tend to um, uh, do that sometimes. Um, I, I get kind of lost in in the conversation. But, yeah, I mean, that that is the goal. That is, that is what the ultimate, you know, outcome will be if it goes to the conclusion that it's, it's leading to if we don't change it. But who's putting it in place? It's been interesting when you look at the whole computer system and that. I mean, I hate to point the finger and, and, and use the J word or the there's a, a little country in the Middle East where, where people wear small hats that has infiltrated the entire uh, computer network worldwide. I actually had a guy on the show uh, recently, a guy called Harry Vox, who I, I recommend people go and listen to that interview that I did with Harry Vox on my channel on the on YouTube. It's The Crow House on YouTube. Uh, Max Egan in Conversation with Harry Vox. It's called Lockstep, Max Egan in Conversation with Harry Vox. And he talks about the, the infiltration like at the kernel level of all of our computer systems. Basically, everything is monitored. Everything that's ever done online it's all it's all controlled. Um, even when you look at the, um, if you want to get um, esoteric about it and you look at the whole um, and get religious about it, I mean, I'm not a religious person, but a lot of people are. If you, if you look at the, how the whole thing went about, 
um, the pact that was made that, that made these certain people the chosen ones. Well, who was that pact made with? Was it the Christian God or was it someone masquerading as the Christian God? Was it someone else? If you look at the Gnostic texts, they'll say it was. It was this, this entity called Yaldabaoth, and that's who they are serving, which is this Lucifer force. So, um, but even like saying that in the end, if we don't allow, if if we allow it to happen, even they won't won't come out on top. The end the end result will be AI controlling it all, and that's why it comes down to a spiritual battle. This whole thing's a spiritual battle. That's why it's such an opportunity for us to to discover our humanity because this is what's been taken from us. And if people can't see it now, this wearing of masks. I mean. Take these things off, people. This is the first step to, to completely dehumanization. So they will push as far as people let them push. Uh, at the moment, they're not pushing very hard. I mean, it's a pretty good push, but it's it's they're not pushing that hard, and people are complying anyway. That's why it's so important that us, we who are awake, make real statements about this. Now, like have that conversation that I had. When I have those sorts of conversations, when I go into a store, if they ask me to wear a mask, I make sure everybody hears me. I'm not speaking softly when I'm speaking to these people. I'm making sure everybody within earshot can hear what I'm saying. You know, if if I'm standing in the aisle, the checkout aisle, I make sure everybody in the line can hear what I'm saying. You know, so I, I do everything I can to spread the message. I go put um, notes up on public notice boards about wearing masks and all sorts of stuff. So there's all sorts of things we can do, and a lot of people are getting it, and a lot of people are pushing back. So. Ultimately, this is this is a huge opportunity. It's just, you know, those of us who are willing to step up to the plate and lead by example in what we're doing, and that's what will change things. You know, if we don't, then that's the way it will go. I mean, I have no stake in the outcome. I can face infinity without flinching. That's that's what I came here to do. So, you know, but but it's a huge opportunity for people uh, to it, be able to. It is, stand. Like it is a huge opportunity. Go, Kintia. Thank you. Thank you. There is one thing that you mentioned here that I – again, we'll jump in on. And that is that regarding that small little country, the people and the government are not one and the same. So like, you know, and I just want to, you know, refresh the idea that that is true, that there are people in that country that really do want peace with the Palestinians. And it's, it's uh, divided, and I think that those people are going to be coming forward too. We're not looking at people all around the world are waking up, including those who are under tyrannical governments. Yeah, exactly. Look, there's a certain group of those people. There are supremacists in all ideologies and all cultures. You know, there are white supremacists, black supremacists, Chinese supremacists. There are Jewish supremacists. It, it exists. You know, unfortunately, that small group of people have maneuvered themselves into uh, positions of very, very strong political power on Earth, and they have, and, and they would like to own the entire Earth because they, they believe it's for them and that we're breathing their air and we're eating their food and we're going to their nice vacation places and we're doing all the things that we shouldn't be doing because we're not them. That's just the way they think. And the, the main population in that small country in the Middle East are suffering just as much as we are. Benjamin Netanyahu wants to chip the entire place. He reckons they all need to have mandatory vaccinations. He wants them all under lock and key, and they don't like it. And a lot of them don't like what they what is going on with the Palestinians as well. Absolutely, they don't. You know, you can't blame those people. It's just a small supremacist cult within that group that, if you talk about them, 
They say, oh, no, you're anti, you know, and, and you're speaking out against the whole race. No, no, that's, that's they've constructed it that way. And you'll find that they are the ones who spread all of that stuff on the internet. They're, they're, the, they're the biggest hate mongers against their race out there because they want to spread the concept that the whole world is, you know, anti-Semitic. And so, you know, it promotes their cause. But it's a small group of people that are doing it. That's why you can't just hate that whole country or that whole race of people because they're not responsible. They're victims as much as anybody else. Exactly. You know, it's just the the, the financial uh, power that this small group of, of supremacists has who seriously believe they are the chosen it's, ones and it's that not everybody just, else is, is, you know. It's not just the financial power, but it's also the, I believe, the chip that goes into almost every computer on the planet is uh, oh, yeah. has security. Why are we not saying Israel? Are we, I mean, Israeli technology <laughs> and, and the, uh, the chip. I mean, well, this yeah, is another exactly. thing, Max. I'm very sorry, but here we are. We're after nine o'clock. We're all adults. We have gone through this sort of like a brainwashing s state where we can no longer say anything unless it's PC, you know, politically correct. I don't give a flying fuck if I say this yeah, on the air, excuse I, me, but I, I'm going to break thinking. that because I don't believe in this PC yeah, crap. I'm, let's say what we mean and let's wake up and get stuff done. I <laughs> love you. I'm used to speaking on YouTube and it getting deleted if I, if I say that word, so... I've got to remember I'm not on YouTube at the moment. Well, the other day, Richard Hoagland also said it on air, and I, <laughs> I had sent him a little note to say, I praise you. Thank goodness for finally saying it on air, Richard. <laughs> but that's what it is. I mean, it's a small group of Jewish supremacists that are doing this, and they run the whole system through control of the dollar. And like you say, they've, they've put backdoors into all the machines right since the beginning. All Intel chips have backdoors in them. But I mean, there's a few people have been speaking out about it. I mean, uh, uh, the guy I had on the other day, he's been speaking out about it since 1995, you know. He had one of the first uh, chat rooms. He was calling out the USS coal bombing. He, he's the guy who actually coined the phrase 9-11 is an inside job. So uh, that was uh, um, Harry, Harry Vox. There's another guy from Australia, Brendan O'Connell, been talking out about how, how Israel's got backdoors in all computers as well. They're stealing all the information from everybody. But, you know, again, it, it's it's the whole um, smokescreen of anti-Semitism. And you'll find out that, you know, you open a forum and, you know, before you know it, you'll have people there posting pictures of Hitler and posting, let's let's kill the Jews, all this sort of stuff. This is Mossad. This is this is them that are doing it. It's this Israeli it's intelligence that are going in there and they're, they're creating these hate campaigns against Israel. So you can't speak anything normal about it and explain what's going on. It just comes across as, you know, total Hitlerian, you know, white supremacism, hatred, you know. This is them. This is this is Israeli intelligence. That's the way they do it. It's Mossad. All these people are Mossad. That's how they do it. So it creates the whole concept of, of you know, it scares people away from it and creates the whole concept that the world is anti-Semitic. So they can see, they say, see, you need to give us all this funding so we can keep doing what we're doing. You know, it's a, it's a scam. But Max, you mentioned something I think is so critical, and that's about those those black mirrors and how they mirror literally a circuit. And then you mentioned these demons or ancient gods that these elites seem to be bowing down to. Do you have any concept of what that's all about? And let me give you um, sort of my take. Is it, I know this may sound crazy, but is it an advanced AI that is literally existing in a different dimension. And I'll give some backup for this. Dr. Joseph Farrell often talks about a certain um, phrase that's used in the Old Testament. It's actually from Ezekiel 28, where the figure of Lucifer is described. And I, I realize this is a Judeo-Christian background, but this is a theme that we see in so many, all cultures across the planet, that's human. 
Anyways, let me just read you very, very quickly. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onks, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. And there's been an argument about what tabrets and pipes mean. Some people say, oh, it means a, a musical instrument. It's something that was being played. But Dr. Joseph Farrell has suggested, was that literally AI? And is are we talking about this, something so incredibly ancient that it is something that we're just so disattached, it's so far in time now that it's literally moved somewhere else? I mean, do you have any thoughts on that, what those ancient gods or demons might be? Yeah, look, you know, the whole concept of dimensions and fractal reality, like I was saying before, if you were pulled into uh, a, a sub-universe, everyone's got cameras, everyone's got all this stuff now, we're mapping this entire world, and it all exists now in virtual reality, and if you were pulled into that virtual reality, how would you know? How would you ever really know? You know, and if that's possible, then are we already there? And how far down the fractal are we already? Is that what deja vu is really all about? And is that what other dimensions are? Are they simply layers of the fractal that are slightly different to this layer of the fractal? And were we all pulled into the fractal just before people started noticing things like the Mandela effect? I don't know whether you've looked at the Mandela yeah, effect, which right, is completely right. weird. Um, is that certain certain glitches in the matrix, certain bits of code that didn't make it when we maybe destroyed that layer or whatever, but when our consciousness flipped down to the next layer, was there certain parts of the coding that didn't go with us that, that somehow got a little bit skewed in the transfer? You know, has it already happened? How many times has it happened? You know, how can we have different memories of different um, realms? Some people... You know, don't ever remember any of the changes that we see in the Mandela effect yet, but some people, they're very, very clear. So how many of these different motherboards or different realities or different dimensions exist at one time? Where does that consciousness really lie? You know, I, I had an experience in February uh, where I was, I was hit with something which I, I would suggest was a directed energy weapon of some kind, but the interesting part about it was I was lying in bed and my eyes were open and I saw this light descend and hit me, and it was a, a rectangular light, like a computer screen, the same dimensions as a computer screen. And I almost almost caught a glimpse of a, of, a, of, a, of a room there with people in it. It was almost like I was being interfaced from a higher level of the fractal. If you could imagine yourself being a, a player in a game, an avatar in a game, and there's someone actually driving you from outside the realm, and you don't know that you are. You know, you think there's, there's demons controlling you and giving you these thoughts that you don't have or whatever that people think. You know, that, that sense of evil or how could how could things be the way they are? You know, what if what if the people were even running the world are not even people? What if they're they're just avatars being driven from a higher level who are simply here to play war games and they're using Max, us this, as that maybe it's all a game for them. I wanted to you know, do a, a show on this for for years, and uh, see this. Uh, bring this is a, a concept. This is a concept that I actually got in that experience. That what if that's actually what's happening? That's the reason. I mean, they've divided the whole place up into these different realms, and the whole all the leaders are just basically playing war games, but they're using real souls to do it, and it's what souls they can harvest along the way. 
you know, and, and it, maybe it's a way of creating a, a new fractal, a way of trying to get out of this realm. Perhaps it's some sort of a soul trap and they're, they're trying to find a way out. I mean, who knows? There's all sorts of theories and possibilities on this, but um, the, the distinct possibility of this all being completely holographic and of us already being going down layers and, and having these warnings here that when we when we see these sigils and these scrying mirrors, we're about to be, you know, we're going to hand it all over. We're going to end up getting trapped, you know, further into the fractal. You know, what if it's something like that? I mean, you've got to consider all possibilities. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's a real possibility. That whole thing you're saying about about different layers and, and different dimensions and different um, fractal layers and um, this all being run by AI and AI already being here, perhaps that's what CERN is. Perhaps CERN was even what, what helped take us down to the next layer. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we're already there. Maybe we just don't realise it, you know. But, but people have to be prepared to consider everything because the only thing that's impossible is that which you believe is impossible. And a great thing that was said to me by Harry Vox the other day, which really resonated with me, was if they have the capability of doing it, then they will do it. If they can do it, they will do it, which means they already have. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That Just that last line, which means they already have. That is an important thing to consider. So, yeah, how far down the layer are we, brother? What's really going on here? It's an interesting question, isn't it? Max, have you seen the the party, the celebration for the Gotthard Tunnel? I think it was going back about four or five years, 2015 or something like that. It was it was a a tunneling project which went under a mountain. Basically, it took them about 20 years to achieve. And then on the opening, there was uh, three hours of nonstop sort of like uh, what can we say, Andrew? I mean, can you describe it, it better than I can? I'm I'm lacking words for the second but it, you know dancing uh yeah ritual ritual look at all the stuff they did with the opening of CERN. what did it have to do yeah. with that look at the london olympics what did that have to do with sport yeah. the london 2012 olympics i did a show on that recently that was a coronavirus ceremony do you know yeah. yes yeah, oh, yeah. we did a show on it as well it was a coronavirus <laughs> ceremony yeah, yeah. even even I mean, the, you can't make this shit up you know yeah. And then back the then it meant nothing. But, and they even had Boris Johnson in the hospital bed. It's incredible. The whole <laughs> nanny state coming down, stealing the children. Mary yeah. Yeah. comes down, yeah. takes all the children. It's all there in the whole opening. Even the arena looked like a coronavirus with all the pyramids with the eyes on them all looking down. It's right there. It's right there. And they're honoring the, the child catcher coming out with his with his tunnel, you know. Yeah. And then the it made no sense at the time. I mean, in hindsight, it's it's there. They do it all the time. It's all ritualistic. The whole, they know exactly what they're doing, and they're absolutely laughing at us at the moment. Look, we've got them all wearing masks, standing 1.5 minutes apart, and we're about to start feeding them their own shit. Oh, my <laughs> God, look what we've done to humanity. And they're all going along with it. And we tell them what we're doing. We put it out there. We show them all the rituals. We show them all the movies, all this stuff that we did. Now, even when you start looking into history and realize that history is wrong, Tartaria and all this stuff, we could go into a whole show about how history has been fabricated. And you look at all of the films they make, all the disaster films and how everything happened and we got invaded and the place is all going to be destroyed. No, no, they're telling you what happened. That's what happened just a couple of hundred years ago, just a few hundred years ago. Things were very, very different here. It's a huge process you know, of desensitization. And then something came. Something came and it, it, it took us over and it is... Uh, killing us. It, it's it's basically exterminating the human race and it's having fun while it's doing it. You know, but then again, you, you've got to wonder, you know, how far down on a fractal level are we? I mean, it, 
you know, even well, asking who they are, ultimately they is us and we have a real opportunity here to see what's going on and to just say, hey, I'm not going to do this anymore. Now, now is one of the, actually one of the most opportunistic and greatest times ever because the veil is coming down. That's what 2020 is all about, 2020 vision. Exactly. I said that years ago, 2020 vision. We will see exactly what's going on in 2020 and this is our greatest opportunity to reclaim ourselves. Absolutely. And we are also fractals. I mean, we are consciousness together. We can definitely change this. You know, all oh, this is being exposed so that we can take action. You know, it's hard to clean out the garbage if you don't know it's there. Right? Yeah. Well, and you well, could even Matt, you yeah. could even see this wearing of masks and stuff as as being a, to show you, hey, this is are you ready? This is what we're leading you into. So it's just a little subtle subtle nudge to wake up, you know. Well, Matt, Max, I had a, a very very good friend of mine. His name is Dion. He's a, he's he's a lovely man. He's from um, Bulgaria. He's been through this kind of totalitarian system before. He grew up in it. He's got the funniest stories on how he sort of fought against it. But anyways, he said something to me the other day. He goes. I'm going to quote him He because he had it in a, in a text message. He goes, yeah, the world has been sleeping and it's starting to awaken. Sure, it's a slow process because of the deep sleep for so many years. But once it's started, the process cannot be stopped. And I really believe that, man. I really think we have a chance here if we just make that decision that you're saying is to say that's enough. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's it's a subtle push that they're giving us. And eh, no, I'm not going to wear a mask. Who are you? Show me proof of claim that this is good for me because I can show you proof of my claim it's bad for me. So, you know, who am I going to believe, you or a doctor? Because you're not a doctor. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Well, we are getting down to, oh, boy, the, the short and curlies of our show, Max. And you guys, so why don't we start wrapping it up and maybe everybody could chip in a little bit and um, just before we end, who would like to start first, you guys, amongst us? Well, I'll jump in. Okay. So um, I really love the idea with the masks and putting our messages uh, in a positive way as well. We... Um, you know, words are something. So like when they're talking about uh, contact tracing, instead of saying contact tracing, say what it is, big brother. So we can use we can use words to our advantage. And the movies that we live with, they're our current mythology. We can take themes from current movies that are victorious over the darkness. We can, you know, grab ideas and images that we share collectively and reinforce those, you know, (laughs) may the force be with you. Okay. May the force be with us. The force is with us and we are the force and our united consciousness is actually much stronger than their computer systems that would try to suck our souls out. You know, this is the matrix. We are in the matrix and we are breaking free. And I, Deeply appreciate, Max, the uh, deep insight you've brought to our show tonight. Um, I'm going to be thinking about a lot of what you said and actions that we can take. We can take actions when we're in the store. We can write things. We can put stickers on the ground. Hallelujah. Thank you. My pleasure. It was really, really nice to come and chat to you all, actually. It's been really good. It's been a good conversation. I hope I didn't go off on too many tangents. I tend to do that. <laughs> but, uh, 
not at all, Max. It's, I think uh, uh, if, if I know you have a lead a very busy life, but if uh, if you feel like coming back, then I'm sure we have a thousand questions more for you. But um, yeah, from from my point of view, I always thought 2020 vision. I, I like that analogy, but I was I was always thinking 2020 vision is masks come off. I, I've said that for a while. Where what I mean by that is that you know people are going to show their true characters, their true identities. Uh, you know, I've noticed that a lot in the last transition in the last year or so. People sort of, you know, really saying, "Well, uh, this is how I am. This is how I want to be." And you know, it's not always a pleasant sight. But I think you're starting to see true, true um, depictions of who people are around you in society. But I never imagined that 2020 mask coming off would actually mean physically taking off ridiculous, harmful <laughs> masks off our face, yeah. which cover us and, and dehumanize us. Yeah. So, uh, well, you know, I, I carry a um, V for Vendetta mask in the car. So if anybody seriously wants me to wear a mask, I'll go out and I'll get that from the car and I'll put that on and I'll walk in with my V for Vendetta mask. <laughs> hey, it's a mask, isn't it? You know, it is a mask. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Andrew. Yeah, I just want to say um, thank you, Max, for coming on. It's been a delight. And yeah, we really would love to have you back on again, because I think we were touching on some areas I don't think they're tangents, man. I just think they're part of the conversation. And I think that we need, you know, we've sort of turned the lights on and for some folks out there and probably a lot more, and we have to return and keep that circuit running. And I, so we'd love to have you on again at some point, if you'll be willing. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy to come on anytime, anytime. Yeah. And uh, I know we're going to have all your links up on the website, on the other side of midnight mm -hmm. website. Um, but do you want to leave us with any specific link or anything that you want to sort of leave us with before we go? I know we've got a couple of minutes there. Oh, look, um, you'll find everything about me at, at the website, thecrowhouse.com. You'll find links to my YouTube channel. As you said, I've been banned from Facebook now, but I'm also on, now I'm on Minds, I'm on MeWe, I'm on uh, Steam It, on Hive, on Twitter. So I'm on a few places. I've been banned from Spotify. I've been banned from iTunes. I've been banned from Facebook. Uh, I don't suppose I've got far to go on YouTube, but we'll just see how we go. I'm also on BitChute, but you'll find everything on, on thecrowhouse.com. All, all the links are there. The, the Crowhouse is an old HTML website. It's not mobile phone friendly. I don't own a mobile phone. I think they're a huge part of the problem. Uh, they're, they're, they are the new world order, the cell phone. Uh, you need to get rid of your smartphones. Um, and uh, yeah, you'll find everything about me. There's nothing to buy. There's no subscriber section. It's all free. Um, yeah, thecrowhouse.com. So yeah, thanks for having me on. Happy to come yeah. on and have a chat anytime, guys. Thank you so much, Max. And well, guys, we're at the end of our show. You've been listening to a live broadcast of the other side of the news, and we had the honor to have a great guest tonight. And I just want to leave you with. Um, just something to think about. In the pandemonium that is change, one and all will suffer all kinds of riotous change. But in each one of us lives a creatively collective process which holds the trust or the promise for humanity's freedom and liberty. Faith becomes you. Stay with it. Fight the good fight with all thy might. Good night, everyone. <laughs>